0: I have a great show for you today. I'll help you take self-responsibility to achieve your goals. I'll also be interviewing author Elliot Robertson, who reviews his book, Say Yes to Life, Seven Keys to Living Full Out from Within. This book teaches you how to live a happier, more fulfilled life by cultivating inner harmony regardless of your life circumstances. For more information about Elliot and to receive his free gift, please visit SayYesToLifeBook.com. You may also purchase his book on any digital bookstore or in the previous guest products in both source at either jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. Self-responsibility. The word lifeology is actually a literary term which is used to study life. It looks at every single person and creates life lessons. Often we hear the term, that's a self-made millionaire, or that's a self-made entrepreneur. What we don't realize is that everyone is self-made. The choices we make right this second link together to the next choice, and the choice after that, and the choice after that. When we're constantly focusing on other people, or perhaps what they have and what we don't have, it causes us to feel resentment or bitterness. And in doing that, we don't realize that those thought choices create another thought, and another thought... And pretty soon, we look around at our life and realize, how in the world did I get here? I don't even recognize this person. Think of your life events like a jigsaw puzzle. Every event is linked together to create the tapestry of your life. So when you take a snapshot right now of who you are, all your choices have led up to who you are today. Now, of course, we've all experienced heartache and pain. Things happen to us that were not our fault. But once we've grieved those events, then it's our responsibility to self to say, well, what am I gonna do next? Yes, I may have to make a detour, but it doesn't mean that I still can't accomplish my goal. Did you realize that once you leave a conversation with someone, that they're gonna have a memory of you or a snapshot of you? And pretty soon those snapshots create for what you're known. So when you think of it in that respect, what are you known for? Are you the gossip of your friend group? Are you the Debbie Downer? Are you the encourager? Are you the supportive one? Are you the funny one? Are you the loyal one? When you reflect on what you present to others, it often determines how you view life. Now, of course, life isn't always perfect. However, when we take responsibility for our thoughts and our thoughts lead to our actions, our actions then determine how close you are going to get to our goal. So if you're not aware of how you interact with other people, then it is good to find out, how do they know you? Because that's a really good barometer to say, wow, I didn't realize that perhaps I am really negative and I had no idea. So when you have that awareness, then you get to change that. You can change that and become whomever you want to be. So when you take self-responsibility, it comes back to we are all self-made. The choices we make yesterday, the choices we make today, and the choices we make tomorrow all have consequences. And we get to choose if those consequences are healthy for us or not. So even today, as you hear this lesson, ask yourself, are you getting closer to accomplishing the goals that you've always had? Or are you finding that you're focusing on what you don't have or you're focusing on other people and it just doesn't feel fair? So be encouraged today, my friend. When you take self-responsibility and realize how your thoughts and actions are moving you closer to your goal or moving you away from your goal, you're going to hear a fantastic interview with Elliot Robertson, who's gonna talk about his own self-responsibility and how he wrote this book for you, Say Yes to Life, Seven Keys to Living Full Out from Within. He teaches you multiple ways in which you can take self-responsibility to accomplish all your goals. So stay tuned. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. Elliot Robertson is an author and a happiness coach. His book, Say Yes to Life, Seven Keys to Living Full Out from Within, teaches you how to live a happier, more fulfilling life by cultivating inner harmony, regardless of your life circumstances. Welcome to my show, Elliot. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. It's always great to talk to someone who specializes in the concept of happiness. So this is going to be a wonderful show. Now, did you always know that that was what you are going to be when you were were younger? Um, It just sort of developed more recently. Mm -hmm. When I
1: was younger, I was really a miserable young man. Mm. I was living in New York City, and I always had these very low-level jobs. I didn't have much confidence, so I went from one low-level job to another, and um, I would walk around the streets and see uh, guys in in outdoor cafes, having fun with their friends, cafes I couldn't afford. I had a lot of jealousy back then. Mm. It was just the soup that I was living in and a lot of bitterness, and I kept all, you know, my mantra basically was, life is so unfair, and why am I getting the short end of the stick? Mm. Way back then, I did want to serve people. So although I didn't have happiness coach in mind, Mm -hmm. I definitely had a passion for uplifting people that I, when I was 20, I knew that the word for me was uplift. I heard people talking about how they wanted to heal the world.
0: It didn't mean
1: true for me. For me, it was all about uplifting. Wow. Uh, So that, those, those passions go way back.
0: Mm -hmm. It's interesting the disconnect though, between you wanted to uplift the world, but yet your own version of self was not being uplifted.
1: That's right. And you know, the funny thing is that I was sort of in a bubble and occasionally people might say to me, um, well, I hope you're happier at this job or something like that. They would say that, uh, you know, you don't really seem very happy. Occasionally I would hear that and I would always wonder about that. I, I just really wasn't aware of mm. how, how greatly miserable I was um,
0: until looking back. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. I'm sure a lot of people listening right now. We'll think, yeah, I'm this uh, upbeat person and this or that. And probably that's true, but there may be perhaps blind spots in our life where we don't realize that maybe we're bringing misery into that, which then causes a disconnect. Because if if the majority of us is feeling one way and has a certain outlook, but if there's another part that is, is maybe dragging us down, perhaps that's one reason why we're not accomplishing our goals or moving up to the next level in our life.
1: Yeah, I definitely was stuck in quicksand for a Mm -hmm. long time, you might say, in any event, at some point, sort of out of the blue, I I just don't know exactly what catalyzed it. But at one point, I finally did just have this realization that, you know, if I wanted to be of service to the world, if I wanted my dreams to come true, Mm -hmm. uh, then I really needed to take ownership that otherwise I would just keep going on this trajectory of not making any progress, uh, not having any Establishing myself in the world of service or anything like that. Uh,
0: what did you specifically do to give you to take that ownership?
1: Well, I just um, Began to notice more and more what was going on and have mm-hmm. more self-awareness um, And I would catch myself after I just committed to um, Releasing the blaming and the jealousy and the arguments with God mm-hmm. <laughs> um
0: We've all had (laughs) those.
1: Yeah. Well, if I finally, you know, I mean, uh, one example was I was walking down the street in Philadelphia, my my new hometown after New York. I went to Philly, and I saw um, this really good-looking guy inside of a five-star hotel, Mm -hmm. and I was just totally jealous immediately. I just noticed it coming up. I mean, how 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 is it that he can afford something so expensive and I Mm -hmm. can't? Immediately, I noticed it that very moment, and um, you know, I just sort of decided that I would just um, end out, I, I at some point I decided I was going to turn that into an exercise, that I was going to end out using that um, as uh, as part of an article that I could oh. write for Science of Mind, and it did get published.
0: Wow, that's neat. And so what it sounds like you did was having that awareness of being triggered by certain emotions, and then we have that awareness of, Where is that even coming from? Or that's a little bit of of an overreaction. That was your way to say, ah, now I need to practice this and take ownership of this. What do I do with this emotion?
1: Right. And I was also um, able to basically put the um, experience side by side with uh, the um, possibility of just being unconditionally
0: grateful Mm. for the gift of life. So he helps you reframe what you are grateful for to look at what you have as opposed to what you do not have. Right. That's wonderful. How did this book come about? Say Yes to Life, Seven Keys to Living Full Out from Within.
1: It all started when I was just uh, really getting excited about the new era that I think we're moving into. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself just writing things about that new era, such as the time has come for us to be honest about who we are mm-hmm. uh, in our essence. The time has come for us to be honest about what's capable for us individually and as the human race with God's help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that didn't end out being the main focus of the book. That was just sort of where I started. Uh, yeah. And then from there, as I wrote more and more and just listened to the flow and uh, let the book sort of write itself— from there, I did begin to see that it really could be about saying yes to life and uh, all of the table of contents gradually emerged.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting when when we have an idea and then as it starts to become fleshed out, then it takes a life on its own. And then sometimes if we... If we don't allow for that, we're like, no, it has to be about this. Then unfortunately, we've squandered a gift that was given to us to be able to fully embody everything that we can be or or anything that book or or idea could be. And so I'm so glad that you're open to exploring that even more. Thank you. Um, I have always
1: found that writing comes to me very easily. I think it is one of the gifts that I bring with me to the
0: planet. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. One of the things I was reading about this about your book is it really helps people kind of take a look at life. So if if they find that they've tried many different things and it doesn't work, it seems like your book would be really good for them because it it really takes a practical look at things and it helps people maybe re refocus ways that they can achieve or attain their highest self.
1: Yes, I think so. It uh, some people would experience the book perhaps as an alternative Mm -hmm. to things that they've tried in the past before. Maybe they've been involved with the Law of Attraction and done vision boards, and maybe that hasn't worked for them very well. So this could be just trying a different approach. Mm -hmm. My approach does, I guess in a nutshell, you could sum it up by saying that it's all about the mind following the heart and the Mm -hmm. heart being the leader in the journey of spiritual growth and at the same time i do like the law of attraction and think yeah, it has lots not. of value mm-hmm. so i don't want to say anything against it uh it doesn't necessarily work for everybody sure. um but the thing is is that for those who have had luck with the law of attraction they might find this book to be a wonderful complement to the mm-hmm. law of attraction mm-hmm.
0: well sometimes people just have can can maybe understand the law of attraction itself but but don't understand the nuances of it and how it's um in the true belief system of what does the law of attraction mean? And so we have an idea, yeah, if I do this or this, then it works. But if we don't fully buy into all of it of what it particularly means, then it is hard to see some of the results that we're looking for. I hadn't thought of it that way. Because the more you do buy into something, the more you truly see it and believe it, even if your eyes are closed or even if someone says something different. You know, in in my field, and I say this very respectfully because I've worked with a lot of of people, but some people who have maybe a thought disorder. So a thought disorder is essentially people who have elements of schizophrenia or delusions or um, psychosis. And once again, not talking about the pain that people have gone through when they've had that. However, what I really admire about that is they believe something regardless of what anybody else can say. And they can close their eyes and say, no, this is true. And so when we look at that from a, from a non-clinical standpoint or a non-mental health standpoint, to be able to say, wow, there are individuals who can truly believe something regardless of what the world says. And so if we have, if our mind has the ability to do that... We should be able to do that outside of the mental health world. And so I think people who can truly buy into that with a law of attraction, that's where they see a lot of things change in their life. But the rest of us who may not be able to do that, it can be hard to do that. So I definitely want to talk more about your book, about the formats and ways you help people accomplish their goals that may be different from maybe what traditional self-help people have said before.
1: Yes, I'm passionate about helping people set the inner sails with mm-hmm. them, you might say. Yeah. Uh, I, certainly, I was going around with my sails set in the wrong direction when I was in my youth. Yeah. I was just um, saying, you know, I have been a good person. I deserve reward. Uh, I'm not getting reward. Life isn't the way I think it should be. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I was in a lot of misery, yeah, and exactly. a lot of bitterness. Yeah. For me, it was bitterness. For other people, it might be um, the way it might fall into place or might work out would be Mm. self-pity.
0: There are lots of different flavors. Sure. Victim. Of of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Let's jump into the book itself. So you have, and say yes to life. It talks about seven mindsets and heart sets to living in abundant life. And so these seven keys, and I'll read, I'll, I'll read the first one and then we can talk more about it and we'll work our way down. So if we don't get a chance to go through all seven of them, then my listeners definitely need to go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv in the previous guest products in both stores there. You can find this book once again, Say Yes to Life, Seven Keys to Living Full Out from Within. So the first key is saying yes to your expansiveness. What does that mean?
1: Part of that is um, what I was sort of saying about what I did um, in terms of taking ownership. Uh, It means, you see, what happens is, of course, when we're blaming and complaining and when we're going into shame uh, and all of those things, they contract us. So the expansiveness is really just the opposite of the contraction, Mm -hmm. letting go of the blame, letting go of anything that isn't ownership. So I really do begin with um, the
0: way it worked for me and taking ownership of our alive and I think that's something where a lot of people don't necessarily do that because if you're saying come from a place of expansiveness in other words it's removing the mindset or the constructs of I don't have this so therefore now I'm, I'm locked in a box or um, this person is better than me I can't do this or I'm I'm less than. And so when we continually look at what we don't have or how the world has treated us, that makes us smaller and smaller and smaller. And so the opposite of that, of course, is going to expand. And so you can look at possibilities. I, but I am this, I can do this. And so when you look at what you can do instead of what you cannot do, it comes from a place of power instead of a place of victimhood or powerlessness.
1: That's right. And also, I'm very much um, passionate about spiritual growth. Mm. And I really do think that spiritual growth can provide a key to cultivating intimacy with your heart, as opposed to um, when you when you give your heart more oxygen through spiritual growth, that gets you more free from the Mm self-talk when you are cultivating a really good garden of life that's nurturing um, inner harmony yeah. through spiritual growth, what that does is it ends out having happiness as a byproduct out of the inner harmony plant mm-hmm. And it also makes it less, you'll be just less burdened by the monkey mind and by all of that negative self-talk as you cultivate the soil.
0: Yeah. And how would you say that? You know, to use that metaphor of a garden of of life, how, what would be ways in which people can say, "Ah, I've really cultivated that inner harmony." What would that look like as far as what would people need to do in their life to be able to do that? There are a lot of different ways to go about uh, increasing
1: your inner harmony. For example, self respect, mm-hmm. and um, you know, if you just really up your level of self respect, you can be, find that you have more inner harmony. And one of the ways to up the level of self respect is to if you 're at a dinner party and you are tempted to argue with um, the people who are there, uh, which might upset the host, <laughs> uh, you know your dear friend, go ahead and have some sensitivity to the situation and go ahead and allow yourself to um be really kind to the guests afterwards you won't have those regrets about oh i ruined the evening for my Mm -hmm. dear friend the host who invited me sure (laughs) instead you'll be it'll be a positive experience for everybody and you will have been kind and you'll have self-respect
0: well i think just even expanding on even more sometimes you have to ask yourself is it even worth the energy to be able to create chaos or to create dysfunction whether you feel you're right or not but at the end of the day we want to just kind of what you're saying at the end of the day we want to review our life to be like i'm really proud of that Everything I did felt true and authentic. And when it felt true and authentic, then it gets me one step closer to, to cultivating that inner harmony because we feel like we've made the healthiest choices for ourselves.
1: Absolutely. And our kindness and our joy Mm -hmm. um, are all parts of our authenticity. We come into the world with so much glory and magnificence, and then we just get distracted. And so the addiction to being right that might cause you to have an argument at the dinner party is really not your authentic self. And Mm -hmm. it's good to just step away from what isn't true and be your authentic self.
0: I totally agree with you. And your step two. It says saying yes to your uniqueness. Tell us more about that.
1: That's one of my favorite ones. I suppose you could say it's also saying yes to who you are, mm-hmm. um, falling in love with who you are. If you want to take it all the way, and uh, saying yes to your uniqueness is just embracing everything that uh, you uh, you have as your gifts. Especially, mm-hmm. I love embracing the unique unique gifts and unique Yeah, your unique characteristics. If you keep a gratitude journal and you want to
0: include. Um, I'm grateful for my unique sense of humor. That's one way to say yes to it. I really like that. I think that is important because the more we understand what we are and what our talents are, the less we do compare with other people. I know I will never be an NBA basketball player. I know that. I know that playing basketball, I'm okay at it, but it's not my gift. And so I can say, you know what? I'm not even interested in that. As far as becoming that, I'm not going to be jealous of this person or that person because they have that gift. So learning to say, well, what are my gifts? And so when you compare yourself to yourself, then that's when you can really see your strengths in areas of growth and you can really build off of that as opposed to comparing yourself to someone else
1: yes yeah, so um, you could say it's celebrating who you are hmm yeah I like that I
0: like the way you say that as well
1: and it is, once again, something that really does fertilize the garden of life. Uh-huh. And whenever the garden of life is fertilized, that's always my focus. I don't focus on getting rid of or fighting the monkey mind, yeah. which is really one of the problems these days in terms of the increasing depression. A lot of people are just spending 24 hours a day in their monkey mind. Yeah. And if we just, I don't focus on resisting that. I really like to focus on cultivating mm-hmm. the heart garden. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it comes from a place of just self-compassion. If, if I have continually thoughts that are bombarding myself, and I'm like, oh, James, you shouldn't think that way. Well, in the, in the grand scheme of things, sure, it'd be healthier not to think that way. But also, if I am down on myself right now, finding the compassion to say, yeah, you, you didn't perhaps make the best choice right there. But you know what? You can in the next choice. So learning yeah. how to create self-compassion within, within your own thoughts to slow down that monkey mind allows for you to self-validate and then come from a place of, well, now what do I do next? And that comes from a place of empowerment.
1: And I heard you say something about I should be like such and such. Should is always a trap, (laughs) and it will never, if you keep saying should this or should that, it will not lead you to a place of happiness or a higher level of consciousness. Correct. Uh, One of the things that we really need to avoid is going around with images of how our life should be and Mm -hmm. what it should look like, and we just naturally in our culture— do that. It's it's something I think that most of us, if not all of us, tend to do. A lot of that, uh, a lot of the shirts end up being you should achieve things, you should accomplish things, yeah. very much um, in line with
0: the culture's belief. Mm-hmm. Well, it even comes from a social media standpoint. You see all these. I should be ideal. I should be optimal. In fact, I've seen all these new. I don't know if they're new apps on on phones, but like I was going scrolling through Instagram. They have all these new face. Tuning apps. Not. I'm not saying the name of the, the company is called Facetune, but it, it edits the photos. And they sh- there's one of the one of the little commercials they had on there, or one of the ads rather. It showed this one person who looked one way, and then after they edited the, the picture, I was like, wait a minute, that person lost, you know, 20 pounds or gained 30 pounds of muscle. And I was like, why would someone do that? What's the point of that? And so once again, nothing against those companies because they have their their place. But it is interesting how we as a society will always try and present in a way that's truly not authentic with ourselves, and that can either be in conversations or um, just how we present to our friends and family but also how we present in social media
1: and along those lines uh, there is a tendency I think for people to feel like oh I should feel happy or I should feel a positive emotion and I really prefer not to say that these emotions are good and these are bad exactly and it's just absolutely important, mm-hmm. uh, 100%, to feel every feeling,
0: uh, 100%. Exactly. It's what you do with those emotions. If you right. if we hold on to an emotion for too long, then yes, in any of those emotions, it can, it can turn into a hindrance to us. So understanding the beauty of all emotions and the place and the, how long you hold on to those emotions allows you to use them in the, in the way that they were intended to be. Very nicely put. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, unfortunately, Elliot, our time is up. I knew this would fly by. We didn't get a chance to go through all the different keys. But if my listeners would like to purchase your book and read more information about you, your book one more time is Say Yes to Life, Seven Keys to Living Full Out from Within. Where will they find all this information online?
1: You can find out more information at www.sayyesetolifebook.com. Dot com. And there's also a free gift for you waiting for you there. So do go there, even if you're not interested in the book.
0: Wonderful. Well, my listeners also know that if they're not able to find the book one more time, say yes to Life, 7 Keys to Living Full Out from Within. Simply go to the previous guest products in both stores at either James Miller, lifeology.com or Lifeology.tv, or simply go to the show notes in this particular episode. Elliot Robertson, thank you so much for being an awesome guest on my show today. I really appreciate your time. I so appreciate your inviting me on. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.